What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Build Different Podcast with Tucker Speed. I had a full house this episode, joined by Dump Truck from Sawiki Speed. Also had Paige Clark, a Salt Lake painter, uh, just does some beautiful paint jobs, both motorcycles and cars, and also some tattooing. And also joined by Jordan Mastagne of Hot Bike. We got together with Dump Truck and Paige the past few days and kind of collaborated on a project. We installed a new pipe on Paige's Lowrider ST that she painted, and we created some content and video, a bunch of stuff that we'll have a full YouTube episode. So check out the YouTube episode that kind of, you know, follows the process of the install, the tuning, and, and what we found after installing the Swicky Speed Pipe on Paige's bike. And Jordan jumped in, uh, was a kind of just getting to know everybody. It was a great introduction to him. And we kind of heard the story of how Hot Bike is kind of reviving and coming back to life. And so we had a lot to talk about. We had really good conversations, um, just a lot to talk about with all three of them. So uh, remember, this podcast is brought to you by TuckerSpeed.com, your one-stop shop for all your performance Harley-Davidson needs. And please, before you jump into the episode, give us a follow, give us a five-star review. Just helps us keep this thing growing. I hope you enjoy the episode. Making power by day, making friends at night. Build different. Tucker Speed. It was too pretentious. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. It feels fucking cool. But I just was like... No, this is like... It I'm, modernized it. Yeah. But it's still... It's not... A, a paper magazine. Yeah, it's not a cardboard catalog. Yeah, and I feel which like... Which I didn't want it to be. Because sometimes they almost start to feel like a book. Yeah. Versus a magazine. Yes. And I want to know I'm holding a magazine, yeah. and I still feel that. Yeah. But I feel like just like that mat or whatever. It's just you know, it's kind of a modern look. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like hot bike, but new. I, I well, that's it. what I was going for. Well, you nailed it. Thank you. Those dudes yep. are talented. Yep. I remember the first time I interviewed him was for Hot Bike Tour. That is when I interviewed Justin. Mm-hmm. I went out cool there, bike. and uh, that was really when I started to like get to know him, ask about his story and all that shit. <laughs> and I was like, "So, where do you gain inspiration from?" He goes, "Honestly, I stay away from the internet because I'm not trying to do what everybody else is doing." I'm yeah. like, Oh, I like this guy. Who's that? Justin. Mm. <clears throat> FX Art Division. Yeah, because he didn't have an attitude when he said it. Like, he's just like, I don't really want to like. Be inspired by what other people are doing because it looks like their stuff. Yeah. And really, because I have a lot of stuff going on in my head right now. <laughs> you just test that, see how it works. He's, yeah. Yeah. I won't lean back. I don't do that when I speak. Lean back. Lean back. Take any check, check the microphone. Melting to my chair. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen? Like, wake up. I know. I know. I'm. When you can guys we, talking about can we do a two-name dump truck? That's what it's on my credit card. Mr. Yeah. Truck? <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Mr. Truck, I like it. You know how Mr. fast truck, you're going, Mr. Truck? 
Yeah. You've been, right. you, this is the gold shit. You've been recording this the whole time, the right? The timer's going, so that means we're on. Good. All right. Are we? We're doing it live. The we're timer's on. It. Fuck it. We'll go that was it. a great Gatorade. <laughs> Easy there, Mr. Truck. Mr. Truck, settle down. Mr. Oh, uh. Truck. Sorry, sorry. I'll sit on my hands. <laughs> Uncle Dumpy. <laughs> do it live. That is a good one. All right. I guess since we're rolling, we'll uh, do some proper introductions here. Uh, Mr. Truck. Hi, I'm Everybody Dump knows truck. Dump Truck. Uh, Paige Clark. I'm Paige. From Stripe Colt. Just Stripe Colt. Just Stripe Colt. I'm going to change stripe that. Colt. Not Real Stripe soon. Colt. Painting. Painting. I didn't say not, <laughs> not Stripe Colt tattoo. Not just Stripe Colt motorcycles, cars. Just Stripe Colt. Just Stripe Colt. Started with painting. All of the, but all of the above. All though. of it. This is going to be good. I can't wait. It's going to be good. And then Jordan. Can't uh, shotgun this beer. The new. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to attempt my last name. This is well, what I was well, excited I, I, to hear. I'm going to screw it up, so I'll let you do it. No, I know how to say my last I name. I don't know how to say it. I know. Let's, <laughs> I don't know let's, how to let's say at it. least get an attempt. I, I'm not even going to attempt it. <laughs> not even going to do Nobody it. Nobody here wants it. Not it. Nobody wants to attempt it. It is that tricky. So it's must. it looks like Mastagni. That's how I always say it. But the G is silent. That's the trick. So it's... Mastagne. <laughs> you can, get it. Can you say it? <laughs> Are you sure? No, yeah. It's uh, Mastagne. But must, I'll take Mastagne. A lot of people Mastagne. say like that, Mastagne. and that works too. Okay. So there you go. I'll allow Mastagne. it if you want. I was not going to even try and attempt it. It's always, I always like, like to hear how people. bad people fuck it up because <laughs> it's interesting to me because, uh, you know, it is uh, a tricky one. <laughs> yeah. Way tricky. So yeah. thanks for taking care of that. Yes, Fair you're welcome. Enough. You're yeah. welcome. That's happy G. You gotta watch happy out. Happy to serve. Yeah. <laughs> Stock me. So Jordan Mustani. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Uh, of Hot you don't have to tell him more than once. Yeah. Uh, I try and listen. Uh, we got a couple of issues of hot bikes sitting here. So um, excited to have you here. I'm excited I mean, to be here. Thank We've, you. I've been hanging out with these jerks for the past two days, so it's that's nice. why they call I feel it work. For you. I, feel, <laughs> I feel for you. Nice to have a, a new face join us this afternoon. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, well, let's let's jump in on what we've been doing the last couple of days here. Yeah. Well, Mr. Truck. Um, I'm just gonna find a baton, grab it, and start running. Okay. <clears throat> My name is Dump Truck. I'm brand manager for Swiki Speed, and uh, we are manufacturers of handmade two-in-one stainless steel performance exhausts for Harley-Davidson's and Indians. And I am lucky enough to get to work with Miss Paige Clark at Stripe Colt. And we wanted to put a pipe on her bike that was just so beautifully painted, really trying to build a bike to match the paint. This is really hard to do because it looks amazing. Thank and uh, really wanted to work with Tucker Speed. And conversations happened throughout the year. I was like, well, why don't we just do two at once? I'll come into town. We'll put a pipe on there. We'll get it a real tune. See what the power can do and, you know, see where that leads. You never know. And it's just been a really good time, A, going through that process. The dyno room is always fun. But getting to spend time, like, this is also great. But, like, behind the scenes, in between the bullshit, the, the real stuff, the stuff you don't get when you go to motorcycle events and see each other for five seconds, that's really what it's been to me for the last couple of years, that and proving that our exhaust pipe really produces some, ser some serious power. It's been fun. Well, that's been the enjoyable thing for me the last couple of days is, yeah, we see each other at an event, 
or show or rally or whatever. And it's like, hey, how are you? How's things going? See you later. I got to get back to my booth or whatever. Yeah. You know, to, to spend some time, you know, talk some shit, have, you know, have some good laughs, eat some food, talk about motorcycles, and then, you know, get some content out of all this has been enjoyable. So, I, I mean, the process for me has been super good. Well, why were you crying earlier? Because <laughs> you're leaving. Oh, I know. Well, you too. <laughs> Tucker's slow. That way I leave slower. <laughs> 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 yeah um so yeah i mean we i mean I, you guys asked me i mean you asked me like are you down to to install a pipe and tune it and it's like yes you know it's a no-brainer for me you know to be able to work with you guys and create content get our brand you know on pages you know videos whatever next to you know to Sawicki, to Stripe Colt, like it's it's an honor for me. So super cool. It's a great opportunity, and it was a no brainer. I feel like we all just like got to do a really cool thing. And yeah, it's just I that agree. whole rising tide. It's a it's something that we've heard a lot a lot more. It's like the common term for the last year or so. Rising tide raises all ships, and so if you're not working together, you're kind of working against the flow. And this was just all about getting together and doing the work, and it's been enjoyable. Because our heads are in it, our, whole, mm -hmm. our hearts are in it. There's not one person on this panel that doesn't lead their lives with passion. There's not. Otherwise, yeah. this building wouldn't exist, your business wouldn't exist, your magazine wouldn't exist, and I'd still be wearing a tuck speedo on a motorcycle sleeping under cars. Like, Which would be nice, too. Yeah, you know, it was nice breezy. <laughs> it was good. <clears throat> but, I mean, it, it's, it is an honor like to be amongst passionate people. Yeah, yeah. it's cool um, to see people have the kind of passion that I have. Sometimes, you know, you kind of get out on an island, you, you start to question, am I crazy? Right. Or, you know, am I, you know, my, this passion and this kind of dream or this drive that I'm chasing, am I, am I stupid? Am I crazy? I feel all alone. And so when you get to hang around people that have that same passion, it lets you know that you're not crazy, that other people are this passionate about motorcycling. Just or, like I, or we're all crazy. I mean, we're all crazy. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's a given. But you know, so that—that's how I, you know, being in northern Utah, like we sometimes feel a little isolated. So I start to a lot of times question, what am I doing here? And then you know, that's why I love going to events because I get to see people like you guys, and I hear the stories. You know, whether it's another shop in another state or another brand or whoever it is, and you know they're they're speaking my language it just lets me it reassures me that it it's okay to chase your dreams and be a little bit crazy yeah man here here so i'll drink to that you know what i miss yeah. tony in, in uh sorry cheers no. to that yeah, yeah absolutely i miss trade shows <laughs> i miss going to v twin expo i miss going to indie and all that because it's like a reunion with all of your brothers and best friends that you haven't seen all year and they were just fun, you know. You'd see them, you'd see what's new for the year, you see what's coming out, you just see what your friends were up to, right? And that's really, you know, what this industry is about is relationships. And mm -hmm. I think you just nailed it, yeah. right? Like, that's why I got into it. That's why I spent my entire career in this industry. That's why I wanted to get back into doing this because of the relationships that I've formed through the years and the relationships that I still have, even after stepping away for a few years. But then coming back, it's like, then you know that they actually were substantial and they meant something. And it's just like, 
Sorry. No, I think it, it, I just wanted to share yeah, that. I felt yeah, compelled that that was like it. it absolutely is the relationships that keep not just this industry going, but every industry, right? But it's such a passionate industry because you know there's a little bit of danger in there. There's like you don't. It's a motorcycle, right? It's not like. Uh, caged car where you're protected with airbags and seatbelts and all that crap, right? Like, if you fall, you, you could die, right? And there's just something about having that, you know, drive your passion where it's a little bit different than everything else, yeah. you know? I Maybe like action that. sports or whatever. But. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's a little bit of sketch involved, and for whatever reason, yes. that kind of, you know, does it for us, every single mm-hmm. one of us. Yeah. Do you think that there's, a, like, a sense of, like, respect within everybody in the industry because we've all accepted that sketch you know what i mean like I we think, all in, yeah. we all know that you know when we throw a leg over a motorcycle this the sketch the risk the danger that's involved and we all that's all that's part of what we enjoy about it so you know we have that in common yeah we so all when you write go that to check it, you know because this isn't just a business for me you no. know it it i wouldn't be doing this if it was just for business because like financially like it's not that lucrative you know i could work this hard and make a whole lot more money if i wanted to do something different i do it because i love it and i feel like when i go to these shows rallies whatever and i talk to guys that have that passion i you know you can feel it and you just have that bond immediately with people and you can tell you can tell the people that have it and the people that don't Mm -hmm. i at least i feel like i can you gotta surround yourself with those people too Mm -hmm. Because if you're in a room full of people that don't care about what you're doing, like kills your dream too. For sure. So you're always feeling like, am I crazy? Am I being stupid? And then you go to those events and you see all these people and you're like, no, (laughs) I'm doing the right thing. You know, like me. Yeah. 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 I'm not alone in the world. Yeah. You're just like me. Yeah. Yeah, A whole world full of loners that you're not alone anymore. Yeah. yeah, You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Steal that. Because I'm cold. But to your point, (laughs) Tony, yeah, I think like it's like an unspoken bond mm-hmm. right like i think it is that thing that connects us all right and well, it's, it's that, not something that we talk about no. but it's just it's just known it's almost like it's our common ground yeah and it may may not even be a mutual respect you know because you don't necessarily know someone but it's like oh you, you get it i mean it's wiki i've been there for just over a year now and one of my first objectives was to make sure the room was full of motorcycle passionate people not just people that are good at marketing or good at graphic design or good at whatever it is their their objective is. That needs to be second. First is who here rides, who is passionate about it, not just who has a motorcycle and also does these objectives. Like who rides, who is passionate about it, then are they good? <clears throat> and Because if you start with those things and they're good, then you have a great thing. If you start with those things and they are right, you can grow to that great thing because you start with passion. The very first moves that we made at Swiki whenever I was able to come on board was to adjust our marketing team to where it reflected what we're about, which is the motorcycle life and the culture and the people within it. So we partnered with Acorn Woods Communications as as they're our CMO and every single one of them rides a version of a motorcycle. They've been in this industry a super long time. And our graphic designer, Shaylin Brady, she is extremely talented herself. She rides, she's passionate. And, you know, me, I at least stand in front of motorcycles a lot. Um, You're not passionate no. at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm falling asleep right now. Um, but, I mean, like, Chris, our president, you know, he's <clears throat> he is extremely passionate about what he is in part responsible for. And it's just that passion. Like, that's really the powerful word. If you lead with that, 
good things will come from it. It's not like automatically good things will come from it, but you'll be surrounded by people who are willing to do the work. And then the good things will come after that. If the passion's not there, they might just be willing to fulfill a, uh, like in a, just one line item, and that's not what it's about. I mean, th- those people are just there to do the bare minimum. Right. Right? Do the job, go home. Yeah. Do you stop working when you go home? Any one of you? What is that? What, I what work in my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Seven days a week, man. That is dreaming on run itself, yo. Tell you what. Somebody's got to pop them stories up there. But, I mean, seven days a week. I mean, you wake up, you're thinking about motorcycles and sometimes business. You go to bed, you're thinking about motorcycles and sometimes business. And, you know, yeah. in the middle of the day, you should be because you're trying to pay bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I... And it's, that's the beauty and the burden of kind of being... You know, I, I guess it's not even just being self-employed. You know what I mean? Like, y- you work for Sawiki, but you hold yourself accountable for what you put out there and what you do. You know what I mean? You go to bed at night thinking about what you didn't get done today and what you got to do first thing in the morning. You know Absolutely. What I mean? And that's the difference between an employee and, and someone who's invested into a brand. You know, you don't necessarily have to be the owner to think that way, no way, but it's so hard to find those people, right? Like, you know, m- most people just want to clock in and clock out. It's almost like finding your therapist, which I have definitely gone to therapy. It's really healthy. Um, <laughs> if you're a man out there and you have PTSD, I'm a veteran, and depression, anxiety, all that stuff is very real. You don't have to do this alone. There are people out there. Slide my DMs. I'll be one of them. Um, but it's like choosing your therapist. It's not just there's a therapist. I got to go with them. No, like you got to like, eh, eh, I didn't really vibe yet. Let's go to this next one. Try those shoes on. Let's go to this next one. Try those shoes on. And then you mm-hmm. click. Yeah. And then you're ready to go. But like if you're not invested in your own self-improvement, you'll never get to that therapist that you're really supposed to match with. Yeah. yeah. And that's doing the work in that aspect. Yeah. Not to just bring mental health into it. all. But <laughs> <laughs> no, that's important. though. No, it is important. That's really important. I mean, you got to take care of yourself, right? Absolutely, first. Like you can't, you can't take care of others unless you're healthy. Absolutely, you got to clean your house before you start inviting people over for a party. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to know a little bit more about what's coming down the pipeline from Sawiki. Oh boy! So please, my NDA what, alarm just went off. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what you can. Yeah. And tease us with what you can. Uh, we have a, a, a lot of exciting things. We spent the last uh, two years under new ownership improving everything. Once uh, Sawicki was under new ownership, which is uh, Chris Clark of Prototitan, um, it was time to improve everything that already existed. We've gone through every single exhaust system. If we didn't have fitments for it, we were doing all of the things that we can to make sure that every single performance possible Harley from Evo to current is going to have an option from Sawicki Speed, and that is a full time job on it. I mean, it's a lot when, you, when you're making part and I've learned a lot in this process. That's it's a like lot whatever. of models. Dude, <laughs> it, is a lot. it is a lot of communication. It's a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of trial and error. We have a really great R&D team uh, led by Jamie Hacking, who is three time AMA Superbike champion. No joke there. And he has gone through and improved everything about that product from the bracket to the gaskets to where we step our pipes, and it's made us top of the heap in the numbers game. There's lots of great brands out there, so if you don't have a Sawiki pipe and you've got another one of our competitors, then great. I'm glad you chose an American-made, handcrafted product. Good job. 
doesn't have to be a Swiki. I'm not in competition with anyone else. We're just doing our own thing, and so far it's working really well. And we're at the point to where we're able, we're able to expand beyond the pipe or past the pipe, as I like to say, just because it sounds like you're talking about smoking weed. But <laughs> Did you say past the pipe? Mm-hmm, yeah. Past. <laughs> oh, past. Past. Past the pipe. Oh, one, one letter makes all the difference. My one-track mind. But we do have other products. We have other hard parts that are going to be coming out, and we've got... Uh, actually, different uh, muffler designs that are coming out. The Swiki Speed design is, you look at that, and it's been pretty true to itself since 2011 when Tyler started his business. He's no longer a part of the picture anymore, but we definitely take what he started with and improved on it, and we continue to improve on it, and it's really flourishing. Uh, we, we offer fitments for almost every single Indian motorcycle. We have, like, two more fitments to confirm, and I think that's happening right now before the end of the year. And uh, we've got like a full length FTR pipe that's going to be coming out. Uh, we've got an X pipe for Indians that are coming out because we don't do dummy pipes. That's not performance, so we'll never do it. Um, but there's a way, right? You can still have that compression point where you can create some power in the dyno room and not have to worry about leaving those ghost holes empty and the saddlebags because most of them come molded now if you do special or whatever the clever. Um, and for Harley Davidson, that's really been our bread and butter. And that's. That is where our stronghold of support is the biggest. And it's growing in the Indian market. It's a new market. It's going to take time for that to grow. But uh, and it's doing, going extremely well. But in the Harley market, we have a bunch of stuff that's coming out, especially for your M8 baggers and your M8 softtails. Um, I can say this. It's not completely quiet knowledge. But we uh, were fortunate enough to work out a deal with Patrick Tilbury from Royalty Racing. And we acquired the IP for royalties designs, and we will now be offering uh, sometime in Q1, probably mid-January, we'll be offering the RT version of the Suzuki Speed Exhaust. So it's based off of our proven headers and merge collector, and it's his uh, muffler design. So you'll have that pie cut turnout, that great MotoGP look, MotoGP sound, and it's just bitching. It deserves to live in this world. And it hasn't been in production for a while, and we're really excited to bring that back to life. And that is like... That's for way cool. Us, that's huge. Yeah, that's way cool. And I used to work for royalty. Like, I'm passionate about that brand, you know, mm-hmm. so it's really cool to have that back in my life again. Go! Yes. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, question. Yes, spilling out of it. Will you offer titanium versions we of will, anything? Uh, we're not focused on titanium. Uh, there might come a day for that, but we are very much focused on stainless steel. Got it. No mild steel. I don't think that'll ever be part of our picture. Um, it shouldn't be. Yeah, I don't, I mean, that's not that's not the game we like to play. Um, yeah, so it's probably going to stick around with with stainless for a while. Which I assumed, and I just wondered with the royalty yeah. stuff. You know, I know that he didn't do a ton of the the Thai stuff, but some of it, you know, he would do, and and it was always very yeah awesome. Oh, yeah, well, now cool. a lot of the stuff he did wasn't necessarily titanium. He did do a few different pie cut pipes that were all out of stainless too. Yeah, and those types of things would be really fun to do. But at the level of production that we're working at, it's really hard to slow things down that much. I get it. Because, I mean, that pipe by itself, pica, like a full-on pie-cut pipe, you're talking two full weeks of work sometimes, sometimes more if everything doesn't go right. And, I mean, what's that price point going to look like? Yeah. We're not trying to do that to our customers. We know mm-hmm. who our customer base is. I'm one of them. I know how much money I do and don't make. I know what it's gonna, how it's going to impact me when I buy X, Y, or Z, and that's exactly what happens to our customer. They're passionate about it. That's why they invest into something that's $1,500 to put on their motorcycle just to go faster. 
and have a, a more fun. That's the whole business we're in. Every time you paint something, you add something to someone's life. Every time you dyno someone's bike or you coach them on what it takes to build, you help someone's life be better. Whenever you get the word out through Hot Bike Magazine, you are absolutely helping every small business that is a part of your uh, magazine and you're inspiring people. I remember the first Hot Bike Magazines I ever found. And that's exactly the kind of stuff that we wanna do. We wanna make your life better. Motorcycles are all about fun, man. If you're not trying to have a good time in motorcycles, move on. Amen. Amen. Yeah. She droopy. Do you think, I mean, in your opinion, is there a market for a titanium pipe? Not in a mass volume production level. It's just the, the materials and, and the time that it takes. You know, it's too cost. It's not cost effective. I mean, like you said, it's a two-week build for a, yeah. for a one-man band to cut all that, weld it all together. Yeah, beginning to finish. It's, it's just such a big undertaking. Although there's, that's a great flex. I mean, it's those, so cool, it's though. It's so sexy. I think it'd be a good marketing thing. You should just dip a toe in the water. Just dip a toe in the water party. <laughs> the thing that makes it the most complicated, you really. You do it for a hot bike bike, maybe. Mm, I know. <laughs> uh, the thing that makes that titanium a little bit complicated is it's a whole different skill set machinery set yep. like it's not you don't weld them the same it's not the same process so you have to have someone it specifically. kind of really upsets the whole it upsets the workflow completely the workflow the the assembly line process all yeah. of it has to be kind you of you wouldn't different. even be using the same fixtures probably because it would be a little bit different design yeah. pipe because it's different materials that would call for yeah. different needs i mean <clears throat> i think i don't know i mean if you made 10 a year and just put an outrageous price tag on them one of the things I we mean, are going to be doing, they like they would sell. They like, like especially if people knew like there's only X amount made a year, like guys would buy them just to say they got one. Yeah, you know what I mean. You could pre-sell them, honestly. <laughs> we we do have without, I would buy one. without yeah. saying what it is. We do have a, a few short runs that we are going to start offering. Yeah. But like every quarter, we'll do a, a pre-sale on this product that we either have discontinued and we'll bring back for a hot minute, or Market testing. It's yeah. the best way to do it. You want to find out if people dig it, give them an opportunity to experience it. Mm -hmm. You do it on a small enough scale, you haven't screwed up your workflow or your costing or any of that. What you've done has gotten real feedback uh, from the ground up, and that is invaluable. So we definitely are going to have like some small run things are going to come out. We've been working on some extra details that make our exhaust a little bit um, more finished, a little bit more refined mm -hmm. without losing power, without losing the loudness, and, like keeping the steez. And, uh, and I'm really excited about that. This year was really all about just getting our name back out there and uh, informing people of who we are, who we are now, how we make our product, and how we stand behind it with a lifetime warranty. I think you guys have made huge strides in the last 12 months. Huge strides from what I've seen from, you know, Ogden, Utah. Yeah, I mean, we, we have, and that's all R&D. I mean, for the most part, that our R&D program has really been on top of it. The second they get a pipe right, he revisits it. We found three horsepower laying around the other day just because he moved where the step was. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're not, that's dedicated to the work right there. Instead of going, ah, oh, we've got this pipe. What's next? That does not happen in yeah. our house, like ever. As much as we'd like it to sometimes, it's like, no, it's like we're always innovating. We're not trying to out-innovate anyone else. We're trying to out-innovate ourselves because we believe in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of other brands that have the ability to do that with themselves as well. You don't necessarily have to look at your neighbor as much 
Like, look at what you're doing, analyze what you're doing. Where do you want to move forward? Make your list and work backwards. Yeah, echoing echoing Tony there. I mean, it's just the the progress you guys have made in the past year is like it's remarkable. And a lot of that I know is because of you. You're out there, you're you're pounding the pavement, you're having the conversations, you're educating people, but also like you said, the R and D, the amount of pipes that you guys offer now for all the different models is like it's it's uh, it's hard to fathom how you guys were able to do that in such a short amount of time. So hats off and kudos to Sawiki Speed. You're definitely crushing it. Keep doing what you're doing. It's looking good, yeah. and, and I'm a fan. I'm so. a fan. Well, thanks. I, I, mean, I would I'm almost say it's, <laughs> it's more of a feat to do what they've done in 12 months oh, yeah. than starting from scratch. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? Because they kind there of started repair in a hole that was needed, you know? <laughs> there was some, some repair, like some reputation started. repair that was needed. Like, we're yeah. not just afraid of that conversation at all. Yeah. But. And I think that part of the what's worked well for you is that you've owned that. Absolutely. You I totally agree. Step up and owned it. Before I even got there. Yeah, not trying to, you know, pull the curtain or hide anything. Transparency, that's the key. Be honest about what you're doing and do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Chris uh, Clark, our president, last before I even got on, was like, we're going to offer a lifetime warranty. That means we have to warranty a whole bunch of stuff we didn't make. So Wiki Speed spent more than 150 grand correcting pipes we didn't even manufacture because it's a lifetime warranty. Mm -hmm. If you bought it, we'll give you a lifetime warranty. If it just shows up on a pipe you bought, sorry, bud. That's not really how that works. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, bud. Proof of purchase is required. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, whenever you make that one move and then back it up like that, and you're in the middle of trying to grow when most people would be scaling back on certain things like marketing and not wanting to throw out a lifetime warranty like that where you end like, I just bought this business. Cool. Time to throw another 150 grand at it. Like, that's a move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That says a lot about the man I work for. And I'm sure. proud to go to work for that guy for moves like that because I feel as a community member and a consumer, I feel respected. I feel like my dollar, my dollar matters, and you see that. And those are the kind of people I always want to do business with. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and I think that that's been a huge part, I think, at least for me, you know, because there's, you know, every brand has had its own issues. Right. And, and you know, sometimes you feel like, some brands want to kind of dodge, move around those issues. They never really want to own it. Yeah. You know, and from a shop standpoint, like if, I, if I'm going to sell your product, I'll push it. I'll push it on all my customers. And if there's an issue with one of them, we'll fix it. I don't, I'm, I, I don't hold it against that brand. I mean, because shit happens. We could talk about yesterday. But if I can call you and say, hey, like we had an issue, and you're like, cool, let's fix it, I'm going to continue to sell your brand. I mean, notes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, the, I mean, that and that is a philosophy that we believe in. That's why we focus so much on customer service. Like, you can call right now, and it'll go straight to voicemail. But here in about ten minutes, when Freddie Collins stops wrenching on one of his motorcycles at home, and he notices that Swicky missed a call, you get a call back. I tested it this evening. Mm-hmm. He called right back. I test it all the time. You got, you know, we make sure that we're all on point. They test me. It's, it's we all test each other. It's a team that way. Uh, there's not a lot of bosses in the room. There's, there's, it's, it's just a bunch of people who come together for something we believe in, and we're seeing it working. Fred believes in the customer service and the importance of it. He's way passionate about this brand. Jamie, same. I can go down the list. Like, everyone just leads with that amount of passion. And we give a shit. Like, if you're having a bad customer experience, don't blast it on the Internet. 
Email us, call us, mm-hmm. let us fix it. Having a problem ain't a problem. I say this a lot. Not fixing a problem, that's a problem. Like we're handmade, we're, they're made by human beings. They are not going to be perfect. It's kind of part of the point, to be real. Like it has a soul, like things like this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like someone put their actual energy into that pipe. Mm-hmm. And whenever you give a shit about your customer, they give a shit about you. And they have your back because you had theirs. It's really uh, reciprocal. <clears throat> and it, it feels really healthy, like whenever that happens. We, we look for the opportunity to succeed. Yesterday, we were putting a fitment on a pipe, and we were having troubles putting the pipe, and we're sitting there going, man, what's going on? We thought the head pipes were wrong. I was like, well, let me make a phone call. 15 minutes before cutoff, we have two head pipes that are overnight on the way here, and they were here five minutes after we got to the shop, ready to go. And that's not just because I made the phone calls, because it was important. If I wasn't here and you needed that, they would do the same thing, quick and in a hurry. Fix the problem. Let's 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 put a band-aid on it and then bring some flowers when we do it. Yeah. And I think that's needed in this industry right you just now. Gotta take care of the people that are taking care of us. Yeah. What kind of flowers? Uh dead ones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great question. So let me ask you how the relationship or what drew you to working with Paige? curious as to like what you saw so am i (laughs) (laughs) she may or may not have paid me to ask this question (laughs) no i just i'm curious like you know how how like how did that form how did that work out i've been a fan straight up since one of the first like paint jobs that i saw you do and i was just like wow there's just there's an elegance and a refinement to it and it still has this like traditional like low rider vibe. There's all of these special things that fit in this package. You can look at the ST she has right now. And there is more than one style of paint on that motorcycle, and it works. Mm-hmm. Most times when people do that, it's too busy, I feel. It reminds me of Las Vegas carpet. You just got to look up so you don't see it. <laughs> That's why they designed it that way. <clears throat> and I just, I really, I just have always been drawn to her work. And then come to find out through a couple of friends, she's also a really cool person. Yeah. And we all just want to work with people we like. And uh, we have a few builds that are coming up this winter. We're going to be uh, building out our our fleet, the ones that you'll see around the country this year. We did over 30 events this year. And we'll do a similar number, but we're going to ride more than we drive. It's a different focus for this year. And uh, I was like, I need a painter. And I've got a bunch of great, talented friends. But I want to work with someone that's kind of on the same level that Sawiki is on. You know, it kind of a rebuilding situation is where we've been for the last two years. I think that's kind of over now. I think 2023, stamp, we're done. This is who we are. We're here. Everyone knows now. They know what to expect for the most part. And now it's time to do us and move forward. And knowing that Paige has been in transition, um, flexing her muscles in different ways of being a talented artist, uh, not just with paint, uh, you know, fairing, but also with tattoo work and things like that. And she's, you know, a family person. <clears throat> we love supporting people that are that. I mean, like, my president has five children. He is not 40 years old. We're big on family. <laughs> <laughs> also, I harassed you quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I'll leave that out. <laughs> I was like, hello. I, was, I just, I love Sawiki pipes. And I'm like, that's what I want. And then I just sent you a lot of messages. So yeah, there was that. <laughs> I was very happy about it. I was like, like oh, yes. wheel. <laughs> it works. It does work. It works. Um... But I guess that that's a good segue. Uh, 
Let's talk about pay. Hot yes. Seat. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm like, okay. <laughs> wake up. Wake up. We got this. It's like six o'clock at night. It's time <laughs> it's to wake my up. Bedtime. Okay. Painter's hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, believe it or not, we're neighbors, if you will. I mean, yeah. we live 45 minutes, an hour away from each other. Yep. But we never really worked together. Never yeah, really, I, I mean, we've ran into each other a couple times at events. Mm-hmm. I, and then other than that, it's like we just have not crossed paths. Not enough, for sure. Um, so that was one of the reasons that, like, I was stoked to, to kind of do this. Because, like, I get to work with Paige. Like, I hear all about her. I see all of her stuff all around town. But I've never had the chance to really spend any time working with you, getting to know you a little bit. And so... Um, I'm excited to work with you guys more. Yeah. Like, I am really excited about that. I feel like from growing my business, I've always just kind of been in my little dungeon and I stayed in there and I kind of focused on all that. And I think this, after this move, I have the freedom to go start meeting people. I feel like that's super important. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've just cut myself off a little bit too much. So, like, coming down here was super cool because I'm like, meet a bunch of like minded people and I'm like so ready for all these projects you know what i mean and to work with you guys so you guys have it's been way cool and i'm excited to see where this goes you know Mm -hmm. i i hope that it lasts a long time and the relationships just get thicker and thicker yeah those cornstarch i'm just gonna come here and i'm gonna uh, watch you use the dino machine and cheer on from that the door's always always open so uh (laughs) but i'm curious i want to know like what how how did you how did you get to the point of painting that motorcycle that's sitting out back right now? Like, how do you how do you get from? Did you grow up here? Let's start with that. Are you a uh, Utah girl? I've lived here since I was eight, so I'm okay. actually from Canada. Oh, okay. From the Northwest Territories. Um, what brought you here? My parents. What brought them here? My mom's Canadian, and my dad is American. Okay. He went down there to do ice road trucking. So that's kind of where I grew up. There's freaking polar Can you bears. Tell me that they were like the ones that babysat you and stuff. Yeah, the ice road truckers. Those were no. my old babysitters. So, um, <laughs> yeah, my the story gets even better. Yeah. I know my my um, birth certificate is Inuit, so it's like circles and squares and. Really? Yeah. When I went to go get my first piercing, they're like, "We can't fucking take this." What I'm is like, this? For real, it, it's it's pretty sweet, but um. Yeah, I, after he made a good amount of money, we moved here okay. and then have floated around here ever since. So, so since eight, so you, you mostly grew up in the Salt Lake area? Yep. Okay. Yep. So how do you get from an eight-year-old girl in Salt Lake to painting that kind of stuff? That's what I'm in. I, that's what I want to know. Yeah. I'm like... Me too. Okay. We got all the time in the world. She's like, me too. <laughs> I know. I like, how do I put quick. these together? Because um, I just love to hear people's pass on how, you know, yeah. and, and that's an accomplishment. That, I mean, that's beautiful. I'm really And, and I'm so, like, I want to know, how does a person, how does an eight-year-old girl listening to this right now get, get to there. that point? That's a cute way of putting that. <laughs> um, so cute. But my mom is a really talented artist. Like, she... She has her, like, doctorate in pretty much art. Um, she's been painting and drawing. She got me into it. Um, I always young, At a young age? At a super young age. Okay. From, the, from the very beginning. You know, she always is like, just, here's a pen and paper or whatever it is. And I was trying to really get into graffiti in the beginning. And that 
didn't really work out. Um, doesn't pay the bills. Doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> I was like drawing horses when I was super young. I just always drew. I was always drawing. I actually really have always wanted to be a tattooer. I've, okay. Before I even got into paint, I feel like I'm just going to jump up to the point where I finally saw it. I'm like, this would be sweet. Um, I got an airbrush and I was dating Seth and Seth owns Salt City Build. So mm -hmm. he kind of saw that I was like, oh, I just want to like airbrush some cool shit on a tank, like not even thinking about painting. And he's like, well, why don't you paint for us? And I'm like, I could quit my job. <laughs> That's the first thing I said. I was like, I could quit my job. What was your job? I was a server. I would want to quit that too. I hated it. <laughs> I had that job. I've had like four, had three too. apprenticeships with tattooing, you know, like none of it worked out. I was just like, the next thing that comes my way, I am like not going to let it go. Just looking for anything to get away from serving. Yeah. yeah. Anything. Cause everyone's like, how's work? I'm like, I hate it, but I'd go home every night and I'd paint all night long, you know? So that was, that was that whole story. But he's like, you could paint our bikes. And I'm like, freaking two months later, I quit my job way too soon. But um, <laughs> really broke for the first little bit. But that allowed me to, like, really just focus on it. Mm -hmm. And I went to my local paint store, and they taught me everything I needed to know to the point where, like, I was bugging them. They're like, please call this guy. Stop talking to us. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll go over there. So I had a ton of people helping me out in the beginning. And then I saw fucking 70s-style chopper shit. And low riders. I was like, oh my God, those are like, love it. There we go. Yep. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I was a sparkly gal until I was like, rainbows and sparkles on everything, you know? Um, and then that all took me here. That's what year, what year was that? Uh, I think I've, I think I've been painting for like seven, okay, seven years now. So you got some years under your belt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for and sure. And it's seven years full time. Yep. Because pretty much just. I focus on it. Didn't for, show up for your serving <laughs> shift. Right? No, I'm like, I am out of here. Somebody else can have my tables. <laughs> yep. I'm like, I'm out. So do you think that uh, the beginning was a struggle, right? Do you think that that was important to your process? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I needed a struggle, like saving up money so I could buy primer so I could paint something, you know, and then getting your first job. It just makes you appreciate everything. The process. Yeah, being humbled by all that stuff just makes you really grateful for everything. Like, I just feel like our, I moved, I've moved a hundred times, you know, finally got my big shop, you know, 5,000 square feet, beautiful paint booth that I've always wanted to fit. I could fit a full size sprinter in there. And um, I was like, this isn't it. I thought it was. I thought I was going to like have employees and do all this stuff. And I was like, no. I want to simplify so I can have fun again. Like, I don't need all that. So we uh, downsized, and now I'm being humbled again. And I'm like, honestly, I'm pretty grateful well, for it. Well, there was a pretty big life event that happened in the middle of that. I also had a baby. That little carbon copy running around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, oh, we, oh, she's that so definitely cute. throws a, a, a wrench into the cog there. I mean, well, we just. Because you and your husband, you know, you, know, you and Seth kind of were running that together, right? Well, so when I first, when we first, when I was first pregnant, that shop wasn't even available. I had no idea that that was going to be our next move. And I think I was three and a half months pregnant when that shop came up. And I know John and I'm like, I can't, like, there's no way I can pass this up. Like, I can't. And I also can't do this alone. So Seth's like, 
okay, let's do it. You know, he's mm -hmm. like, I could probably manage his motorcycle shop and the paint shop. And our dreams are to make custom bikes and cars together, you know? Mm -hmm. How cool. I'm really excited about that. Why did I start all that? Oh, but pretty much I went to go paint a jet car for House of Color. I was four months pregnant. I also look like a spaceman when I paint. Like, I was super <laughs> careful. But when I was doing that, he moved out my whole paint shop into an enclosed trailer. That enclosed trailer right there, that was my whole paint shop. Oh, wow. Teeny, teeny, 500 square feet was my... You are grateful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. He's like... So I went in there, and I'm like, okay, teach me how to paint cars. I got, you know, like a week to figure this out. Because I, I know I can paint cars, but I need to know a little bit about the process, you know? Mm -hmm. So I did that, and then he left, and I was like, we have to make this whole shop look new, you know, because it was looked a little, you know, like it's been worked in. It's a paint shop. It's a paint shop. So we did all that. I worked till four days before I gave freaking birth. It's polishing a, wow. a Zephyr on the ground. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he'd have to pick me up. My ankles were this big. Uh, and then after that, I'm like, that. yeah, we had employees. I just, I just did not, was not my thing. I thought it would be, but it just wasn't my thing. I'm like, I want to downsize. I want to have fun. I want to get back to my roots of just having freedom to do mm -hmm. cool shit. And right after I did all that, I feel like this relationship happened. And we're talking about some really cool stuff. And I'm like, don't even fucking pay me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm just excited to do this, you know. So, yeah, we're still settling. But I'm really excited. So for you guys moved out of a 5,000 square foot shop mm -hmm. into a home shop. To my backyard again. Yep. Then I can focus on it. I can wake up at 6 in the morning, go straight to work and... Or stay, you know, just stay as late as you want because yep. you're already home. Yeah, and be with my my kid all the yeah. time, and also I don't need to take anything I don't want to take, any, you know, which is the most important thing. Yeah, for me. Are you going to continue to tattoo? <laughs> yep, I found uh, I have a little tattoo shop in Salt Lake. It's and I have I'm actually tattooing in Jackson once a month. Oh, okay. Because my friend has a shop there. What shop is it? Uh, Teton Beauty Lounge. Right now, you know where to find her. There you go. Yep, Teton Beauty Lounge. She's she does like I, tattoos, like eyebrows and oh, microblading okay. and stuff. Mm -hmm. But she's like, I already have a spot. Like, let's just do this. I'm like, yes. That's so, cool. That's really cool. Um, That's way cool. It's hard though because I am a mom and I'm trying to do all this stuff, and it's hard to find the time. I'm like trying to do my Instagram, trying to get content. You guys know how this goes. It's like. <laughs> Is there something I can drop? Is there one thing that I don't have to do? No, no. there's not. You know, there's, there's you just gotta figure it out. There's, yeah, yet. there's probably more things. You oh, need to I want to do upholstery. I want a freaking metal engrave. I'm like, it's it's gonna keep going, you know. So. Well, I think if I mean, you keep grinding and you're gonna get there. Yep. I mean, you've got the drive. Yep. It's that's clear. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you keep grinding it. I mean, might take a little longer now. Mm -hmm. But. I think at the same time, one when your daughter gets to an age where she can start to understand some of this stuff, like you're going to show her things, you're going to teach her things without even knowing that you're teaching her things. Mm -hmm. I mean, you probably already are, and she's yep. one. You yep. know what I mean? She's gonna she's gonna see a work ethic, uh, you know, chasing dreams and passions and working hard, like all those things. You're gonna just inadvertently like put out there and she's going to absorb all that. And when she yeah. grows up, she's going to have all that stuff. And you didn't even like 
talk to her about it. It's just part of who she is. Yeah. That, I think that's the cool part. Yeah. And, you know, especially being with her all the time, yeah. like whenever, like if it's my day to watch her, she naps for almost three hours a day. Go to the backyard. I'm jealous. Freaking work. You're right. It makes it like it works right all the time. Sounds amazing. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> yeah. It's it's great. No, I think it was the right move. Every once in a while, I'm like, fuck, what did I do? You got a pretty good support staff, really. You got, you know, your folks are still here, right? Or is it his folks? Yeah, my mom, my parents watch her one day a week, and his parents watch her for two. And then between me and him, I'm like, we're, yeah, we're great. We're great. I mean, it takes a village. Out. I remember when I grew up, was it's a lot of work in the middle of nowhere, swamp Louisiana. Like, it, your parents weren't the only ones. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes your parents were the least of them, depending on what they had going on in the neighborhood or your family, whichever your situation is, just comes together and takes care of each other. And that's, that's really rad. I mean, like, you've got your parents and in laws seeing exactly what you guys are doing, and they're a part of all of it. Yeah, that's and really it, cool. I always heard it takes a village, and now I understand, understand that. What I'm that like, means. oh my gosh, yeah. I can't do anything if she's around. I whip out my iPad, and her greasy little fingers are slapping it. Yeah. I'm like, she's trying to eat it. I'm like, I can't, can't work, can't work right now. Well, we were having that conversation earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just moved recently, and for that very reason, it's nice to have family around because it just, you know, it's nice. I have, I have four kids myself. And without family, like, it's so nice to be able to have family around where you yeah. can drop the kids at, you know, at the grandparents' house or whoever, and you know that they're taken care of. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you can trust. Like, like, it just, it puts your mind at ease so that you can go and focus on work. Yeah. Versus, like, you know. Or even yourself a, yeah. for a minute. Yeah. You know, just sit down for 10 minutes, take close your eyes, and breathe. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Reset. And that was another know? big point. I'm like, either... By doing this, it makes it so we can really focus. <laughs> what are you Party doing? Party foul. <laughs> One beer and this priceless. <laughs> I'm very disappointed in myself right now. <laughs> also, can I go to the barn, y'all? No. Yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, no or yes? Yeah. I'm just a guess. He's so fat, sorry. Yeah, go ahead while, uh, while Mr. Clean truck. up on aisle four. <laughs> yes. Dump truck payload. It's all gonna go downhill from here. Is there another way? I swear, like the well, colder the weather gets, like my nose just starts closing up. Yeah, it gets dry. It, is, it gets drier in the winter. My sinuses get like that. My sinuses are always jacked. Yeah. We don't even talk about why. <laughs> all the innuendos, all of them. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Like, whenever the winter shows up, everything for, like, we don't use humidifiers in the house. We live in North Carolina. You don't need humidifiers. But in the wintertime, you do. <laughs> absolutely. Like, I mean, your whole sinus cavity will end up getting mad at you. Yeah. 49 minutes. Already? That just flew by. Yeah. Goes it's going by. really well. Yeah. I like Time it. flies when you're having fun. Ah, shit. You're right. I'm going to cry later because you're going to leave again. Ah, uh, yes. Use, uh, use the tears for lube is my recommendation. <laughs> tears of lube. This is there awesome. lube to tears? There's one way to find out. <laughs> Just ask Tony tomorrow. <laughs> I want to fold. No, I don't. I want no, to wait, well, I don't know. You know, a whole tech article on using tears for lubrication. Yeah, I know. It feels so much better. Oh. I really tried not to. It gets cold in here, doesn't it? 
Yeah, at the beginning, I'm like, Whew. I'm like, give me your sweater. I know, I'm Are freezing. Nope. Oh, he's over here. Okay, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I got a sweater on my legs. No, I feel feel better. Didn't know if that was a thing. <laughs> I'm like, but I have to. It's like, may I? We are all adults. You do whatever you like. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. Raising my hand for it. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give you the bathroom pass, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you only get one of these. Yeah. So. Use it wisely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one. Okay. Where we leave off there? I forgot. Um, Baby um, in the house. Oh, you asked a question about, well, we were talking about, you know, having support. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just using that support to, you know, go to work and be able to focus on work or yeah. using that support to just reset, catch your breath. You know, it, it can be huge. I mean, and I've been lucky and blessed that I've had tons of family around. Yeah. That have allowed me that support and sometimes you take it for granted yeah and then you hear some people that you know they don't have it mm -hmm. and it's like oh yeah I have a lot of that and it's been really great so it's it's kind of one of those things that I've probably been guilty of being unappreciative of how much I've had but yeah, I, it's huge. You're going to reflect after this now. And you're huh? going to be you're going to reflect after this. You're going to send some text messages. Be like they're going to be like, "Hey, I don't know the last time I told you, but I love you." Yeah. And that's going to count. For sure. So, I mean, and it's good to hear those stories because then it, it it does make me reflect on myself, what I do have and maybe what I haven't appreciated. So, it's cool. Mm -hmm. It's cool. That, like that's what I love hearing. I love hearing these stories because for one, I'm curious on how people get from an eight-year-old girl to, you know, yeah, a, a that bike is painter. crazy. You know, the I'm, bike is so cool. It's you can't really rad. Enough about the bike. We're going to try, though. <laughs> we said a lot about it in the last two days. I yeah. feel like I have not been able, like you said, for two years, it's been a shit show. Uh, you said that, too. I'm like, my last two years, not super, just been crazy. I haven't had fun painting in a while because of all of the moves and all the all the things we've been doing. So mm -hmm. I'm like right around the corner to starting to do that kind of kind stuff of again. And I'm like, get back to what you enjoy doing. Yeah. I can't wait again. This yeah. It's just getting me so excited for it. I, I mean, I'd be curious to hear from you guys because I have tendencies where I get to the point where I don't enjoy motorcycling at times. That happens. Yeah. And I have to find, I, it's like, I have to search for things that excite me again. Yeah. Um, well, so time, <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> most of my motorcycle experience has involved me emceeing events and all of that, which mm -hmm. is literally one of the best jobs ever. Like your whole job is to be more fun than everyone else. And then to also give everyone that's at your event in front of you permission to enjoy themselves. And that is really like a big part. Yes. Yeah, sponsor plugs, pay bills, whatever. But it's really about the energy part of it. And it's all fun straight up every ounce of it. I lived nine and a half years on a motorcycle doing nothing but that. I was the voice for Harley, Jack Daniels, Women's Roller Derby. There's nothing boring about any of those three. When they're happening That's kind all of the once. trifecta of fun. I huh? know. <laughs> Boy, it's an okay. overload. But at Too some, much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sometimes. eventually everything needs a newness. Even when your job is to be fun, and that really is what the job was uh, and still is. I still am see some things. Um, but, like, I, I needed 
a different kind of satisfaction that felt after, after a point, it started to feel kind of self-serving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm definitely not that human. I'm definitely, I'm there to share everything I've got, including all of my energy. And it didn't feel like that anymore. And I started to, it started to feel just like work all the time. And no matter what you're doing for a living, it shouldn't just always feel like fucking work. Like you shouldn't, should be something else that you get out of it beyond a paycheck. Um, and even if what that something is, is because of the paycheck and it happens after the fact, like I want to go do this and the job helped me do that. And so I like my job. <clears throat> but for me, it's like, I'm, I'm the product. Uh, I'm really accessible and no one can see anything beyond the guy yelling and screaming into a microphone, running around, having a blast, and I'm a one-trick pony now. And that bothered me in a big way. I was like, I got to do something else. Like, I want to do bigger things. I'm not just going to be a jack wagon for, you know, my entire career. Like, you know, once I've hit 30, I really needed more out of my life. I'm 43 now. And I started to like back off from emceeing and try to find other ways to excite myself in motorcycling, which is weird to say when you live on a motorcycle, literally no address, that's the dream. But at mm-hmm. some point you still need more. I still need more. And the transition's hard. There's a lot of broken points there where like you're questioning all your moves. You don't have any money, which also leads you back to questioning all your moves. Again. <laughs> and you still don't know what you want. You just know what you don't want, which is really powerful, by the way. If what you know is what you don't want, that's a huge thing. Stay away from that. Go find everything else. It's just, sometimes it's about just not doing what you don't want to be doing. And what's left is what you do want. And it, it just really... It made me think about what I, how I want to be seen. How do I want to be remembered? Number one, I when I die, I just want I just want people to think that it was better when I was there. That's it. I don't want anything else. But professionally, I need more satisfaction. I need to do more. I need to leave a different mark than just being Johnny Good Times. <clears throat> I want to be also Johnny Good Times, but I am I have a, the mind of a marketer. And I've been given opportunities, and right now is the biggest opportunity of my life to be a part of Suwiki and be a part of something way bigger than me and help it succeed. And through that success, help the people around you succeed. I am so excited about everyone that's sitting here. I've always respected you and your brand. We've been able to work together and become beautiful friends for a long time now and respect the hell out of you. I respect the hell out of you, and we're growing our friendship. And now we're all together. Like, that is why I do it. Like, I want to work with all these people. Oh, they happen to be local. Well, maybe I can instigate Stripe Colt and Tucker Speed working together because we worked together this one time, and maybe that makes Sawiki a part of both of their lives as well. And let's see how it continues to trickle. Oh, Hot Bike's here. Well, maybe there's all sorts of ways that we can collaborate with that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's everything for me to be able to be seen as a serious person and sometimes... <clears throat> and also still really fun and welcoming and hopefully the guy that you want to hug when you walk into a room and see. But it's just been really satisfying to find like my own way and to find a way that feels more adult and more substantial mm-hmm. of a contribution to a community that I have to be real honest with myself, held my hand for a long time. <laughs> Well, I think, I mean, from my perspective, I, I mean, 
the industry, this industry, not, well, I shouldn't even say that. The world is a better place because of dump truck. <laughs> and I can honestly say that. I mean, to Just the point where, where, where my 12-year-old girl still remembers the first time we saw you emceeing an event. She does a dump truck imitation, <laughs> which is that. golden. I need to see, I that. Need to see and, that. And, and I mean, and I think that you've impacted, I mean, or even just the fact that, like I said, me and Paige live 45 minutes from each other, but we haven't crossed paths. You've been, you're the reason that we're sitting here today. You just took my path and her path and went like this. And now we're sitting here. And now and we're going to do that takes a special someone yep. to see that. Thanks. I mean, and, and, you know, so thank you. Yeah, I love putting people together. It's, it's how I got here. Someone gave me a shot at the title and said, you need to go meet these people and see what happens from it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, years later, here we're sitting. It's, I don't know that there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. Really, what I do for Suwiki is bring people together, whether you're a customer or a distributor or a dealer or whatever the hell it is. My job is to bring everyone together. I mean, that's one of our mantras, louder together. It doesn't just mean exhaust pipes, you know? Yeah. It's, it's everything. Mm -hmm. Like, our message as a community is louder together and softer individually. And well, I think that's why you're perfect for what you're doing with them. That, you know, you do that naturally. I think you do that. You're bringing people together, and what better way to build a brand than to just bring people together, build a, a, an army of people yeah. who believe in you and your brand. It's, I, you're perfect for what you're doing with Sawiki, and they're probably perfect you know, for you. They give me so much freedom. I've, I feel like an entrepreneur. Like That's how much oversight yeah. I don't have. Like everyone trusts that you were hired for a reason so mm -hmm. go do it yeah and check back in with us at our weekly meetings and if you need something don't hesitate but go and do don't ask go and do this isn't really a job where you check in with your boss and you ask hey how does this sound to you mm -hmm. you know the only time that happens is when we have budget meetings and that's when all things get approval beyond that go and do don't ask go and do if we didn't like it we'll talk about it after the fact that's rare. It's super That's rare. That's like unheard of. I'm unbelievably grateful, especially with the way that I met Chris. I know I talk about him a lot, and I really respect and I'm grateful for him. And it's like we just met being a couple of assholes having a great time at a SEMA after party. <clears throat> and then, you know, he goes, I don't know how or when, but someday I'm going to hire you. And I was like, I don't know if I'll do that or not, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then here, here we, are. we are. Yeah. He's a sharp cookie, that Chris. Man, I tell you. Meet him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. Haven't had the chance to meet him, but you're going love to, to absolutely love that experience. Would that man to. is great. We're going to make it happen. Yes, absolutely. We got to bring you out to Charlotte. You just tell me when. Come on with it. I fly out tomorrow at like you two. You won't come on to my suitcase. <laughs> you got a real big backpack. Hold you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of, you know, bringing people together, uh, mm. another reason that Jordan's here, you know, it's because of you. It's what you do. Uh, you know, you sent me a text a week or two ago, I don't know when it was, and said, you know, do you care if, if Jordan comes out? And it's like, 
yes, please. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> we'll re- report back in a, in a couple weeks. Here. No. Um, I completely changed my mind. <laughs> Damn you, JK. Uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, for people that have been living under a rock, I mean, Hot Bike Magazine disappeared for a while. It did. And... It's on the back. On the, well, <laughs> I'm sure there's a ton of backstory behind it all, and that I, I, I want to hear about that. It's it's hard because I got so many people to talk to right now, and I want to hear their stories. It's like I want to talk to everybody. Stock the pond today, baby. Yeah, yeah. This is a full house. Um, <laughs> but I want to hear about hot bike. Hot bike. What What do you want to know? All of it. All of it. Okay. Let's see. Um, it, let's see. It says established in 19, 1971. So yes. let's start there. Yeah. <laughs> Seems okay. like a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. the beginning. <laughs> so Hot Bike, 1971, um, it started as kind of that performance custom magazine that was an offshoot of Street Chopper. And I don't know if you're familiar with Street mm-hmm. Chopper magazine, but that was also another long-running magazine brand. Started by Tom McMullen, you know, Uncle Tom up there. (laughs) But he was a nut. He was an awesome guy, uh, visionary guy. Just he started a lot of different pubs that, you know, I'm fortunate now to be the current vessel to kind of carry on that legacy. And, And this brand, to me, it means a lot to me. It's where I started in my career. You know, it's been a long running magazine since 1971 and and i started in the motorcycle industry the custom i guess motorcycle industry in 2006 with hot bike magazines straight out of college i actually went to college i don't know why but <laughs> i didn't know what else to do right so i thought I'd well that's it's just what kids are supposed to do nowadays that's, right i was i i drank the kool-aid and i went to college <laughs> and Kool-Aid. then um <laughs> It landed me this job, so I guess it's not it's all. It's not the worst not, thing, yeah. right? But uh, you, you know, went to college for you said journalism. I did, I did. How stoked were I your used parents to get about a that daily move? Daily newspaper. Do you guys remember those things? Daily news newspapers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just house, in general. I have a subscription once a day. And then by a kid on a bicycle. Up, there's stories in them, and uh, <laughs> they leave this cool like residue on your hands and shit. Uh, but. I do. I don't even know. Do people like? I don't get a daily paper anymore. I don't get a daily one. I get the Sunday. You do? Yeah. Do you? I don't. No. No. I want to now. Yes. Yeah, some, some, <laughs> some, uh, You'll find out a lot of stuff before you see it on the news because everything you see on the news trickles from your local news. So if you really want to know what's going on, newspapers are a really great resource. They can be. Yeah. yeah for sure. <clears throat> Depending on what you're looking for. I'm new to my area. I haven't <clears throat> lived in Charlotte but like a year. So for me, like the best way to kind of get to know it is to listen to what people are talking about. Yeah. It's, it's, so anyway, I kind of went off on a tangent there. But um, where was I going with that, Tony? No idea. Journalism. Journalism. Okay, you got, so like, I mean, you I, went to college for journalism. I went to college, college for journalism, and, and uh, you know, like, after I graduated, I was like, I was working at a an alternative weekly, and in, in, um, I lived in Huntington Beach, and I was working for uh, a, a alt weekly called OC Weekly, and, like, I had made it, dude. Like, this was the best thing ever. I, I loved to write. I loved, like, there was always something new to write about. There, it would challenge me. It challenged, like, you know, 
like reporting and storytelling and things like that and being curious and finding out about the, the world I'm living in or the community I'm living in, it was the best thing ever. And then, you know, that didn't work out for a long time. So then like this opportunity came along and, and I grew up around motorcycles. I, it's kind of in my blood because my grandfather and my uncle owned a motorcycle dealership in the town that I grew up in, in good old Bakersfield, California. Uh, you ever been there? Oh, absolutely. Right yeah. on through it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, man. What? No, I have been there. There was a roller derby tournament, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people aren't going there on vacation. Let's just put it that way. Great music. Uh, people are fl- <laughs> fleeing there from to go somewhere else on vacation. But, yeah, good music. Good old town, actually. I grew up there, and, and I enjoyed it. But worked at the dealership Became obsessed with motorcycles when I was younger, and then, you know, that just kind of turned into a passion, right? Full circle kind of came when I started working here, and then, you know, just kind of dove in with both hands and feet straight out of J school and just soaked up every ounce of, like, the industry that I could, and we'd go to, you know, these trade shows, and we'd go, here, here was how it was presented to me. Okay, here's your camera, and, and go to this event and take some pictures and come back and write a story. And like that, those were my mar- my marching orders, right? Mm-hmm. So like, awesome. Take this motorcycle and go ride it, uh, and tell us what you think about it. Uh, here's some cool new products. Put these on your bike and install them, and That's then write about it fuck and yeah. tell people what you think about it. And I was like, this is my life. <laughs> this is real. This is the job. <laughs> and I just kind of like, obviously, how hard is it to not fall in love with something like that? So I did, and you know worked my way up the ladder and became senior editor of this magazine. And then I got an opportunity to be the editor for baggers magazine. I don't know if you guys remember that magazine, but that was like a, another magazine that became an offshoot of hot bike. And I did that for a few years and then came back full circle in 2018 and had, you know, a year to kind of do this baggers and uh, street chopper and motorcycle cruiser. And then I got laid off in 2019. Just had a baby. My daughter was like Perfect a month timing. old. And then they're like, hey, can you come in? By the way, you're let go. Bye. <laughs> I'm like, but I just had this baby and I got a feeder and stuff. <laughs> can you, anything? No? Oh. Wow. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. It's a publishing industry. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like you saw the writing on the wall. You didn't want to accept it. I lasted a lot longer than I, I think should have as most people in that world. But I don't really even blame the company. I mean, I maybe a little mismanagement, but the, the world shifted and the print publishing revenue model didn't exist anymore because, you know, it just wasn't coming in like hand over fist like it used to. Digital media came around, social media came around, you know, started replacing things. And then that publishing model was like, you know, so much overhead and so much personnel and so many like office spaces, like places in Manhattan, right? That are like, God knows how much per month. Yeah. Right. Um, and just the, the business couldn't sustain. So they started chopping magazines. And unfortunately, this became one of those. I was laid off. After that, I went to go um, work at Arch Motorcycle Company, which was a great experience for me because it kind of put me on the other side of the fence from being like the fan of the bikes to actually being on the 
the side of like the production side and seeing how things go and how things are made and like, you know, being part of that cog in the wheel, so to speak. Right. But the sales and the marketing side of it and, and the relationship management side of it. And that was great. And I really enjoyed it. Um, and I worked with guard and Keanu, you know, two super passionate individuals that like, I've never even seen drive a car. I don't think they even own cars. Really? They only ride motorcycles? Yeah. That I didn't know. To this day. I, I knew that they rode almost every single day. Every single day. like I didn't realize they didn't really know, do the car thing at all. Guard. That's tight. Yeah. He's got a truck that he kind of like donated to the shop. <laughs> but I don't think he drives it. He's like, this thing's I don't in the way. Can driving, I park it honestly. here? <laughs> uh, Keanu, you know, I think it's nice for him because it gives him. Motorcycles, the, he loves man. motorcycles. It gives him that, like, maybe that sense of anonymity. I, I, I've never asked him, right? But, like, he's a huge motorcyclist, has been ever since he started riding. Um, and it was nice being around that. And it kind of reignited my passion. Mm -hmm. And you talked about, yeah. like, becoming jaded. And, and it does happen. You know, I've worked in this industry for, I don't know, how long? Where are we at? You say Almost 20 years. Yeah. Um, Long enough for it to start to just wear on you. Where it feels repetitive, right? And it, it definitely doesn't help commuting in LA traffic. No, <laughs> yeah, split lanes <laughs> or not, it's still not yeah. a good time. It definitely makes a difference, but it's like, dude, it sucks the joy out of it. Let's just put it that way. Um, but they kind of helped reignite that passion. And then in 2021, and I'm getting back to this, I promise. Um, I saw an article that the company that, that published this, that was still the owner of it, um, they had sold a few of the other titles that they published, Cycle World, Motorcyclist, Dirt Rider, and maybe one or two others. They sold those titles to another company called Octane Group. And I noticed Hotbike wasn't a part of that transaction. So immediately I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen with that, right? And then I started thinking about it. Did you feel it. like... Uh did you have like personal tie? Like, did it strike an emotion? Like, did you feel bad for Hot Bike because they weren't purchased? Or no, <laughs> like <laughs> not at I'm all. I'm just curious. Like, what was what was going through your head when you saw that they weren't part of the purchase? Like, did you did it hurt your feelings because like that was you were part of that and they got overlooked? Or was there any anything like that? Not at all. You know, I. I I like, saw opportunity. That's all I saw. Okay. So I only when saw it, opportunity. And so you were excited that they I was way excited. I was way excited. And I didn't even know what I was excited about yet because I didn't even form the thought of like, hey, I want to buy this. It's like my tail's it wagging, but I don't like, know why, but yeah. it's wagging. There's something in me that's like, oh my God, I, I want to buy that. But I'm like, can you, I buy that? How do you buy, like, how do you buy hot How bike? do you buy hot bike? Like, you know, like yeah. that literally went through my that would head. Be what I would think, and I didn't know how to even do that. So I just yeah. kind of put one foot in front of the other, mm -hmm. and I called, you know, the CEO. Which when I got laid off, he was not the CEO, but he was actually kind of a mentor of mine. But he became the CEO in the time that I was working at Arch, and then I, you know, just reached out to him and I said, "Hey, what are you guys going to do with that, man? Like, level with me." And he's like, "Honestly, we don't know, but..." You know, it's costing us more than than we're making because they're not doing anything with it. So, you know, like, I think we're just going to shut it down. 
I was like, just shut it down, huh? All right. Um, would you sell it, right? I think I even asked that. Like, duh, of course, he's in the business of selling titles, right? So, but again, I don't know shit. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I know how to, like, tell stories and write and, like, put together a package, I think. I try. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to buy a business. I don't know how to, like, buy an I- buy the IP or whatever. So I started, like, thinking about it. And I called up a buddy of mine. I was like, dude, Hot Bike didn't go with that transaction. Like, I'm curious about maybe buying it. And he's like, you should. I'll support you, man, if you want some help. Like, let's do a 50-50. And so we raised the funds. and and Or before I get into, like, raising the funds, I was like, okay, hey, Hey, uh, CEO guy, I don't, I don't know like how much this even costs, mm-hmm. right? Like, how do you attach a dollar figure to this? And he's like, well, we had an evaluation done, and it's it's somewhat valuated at this, right? And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> that's kind of what I thought, right? So I'm like, okay. That's that not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was a nice thought. <laughs> that was a split second thought that was cool for a minute. And then, you know, I was like, wait a minute. You know, he, he said, like, they're just going to shut it down. And I talked to my friend and I was like, dude, they just said they're just going to shut it down. If, you know, so they'd rather get something than nothing, I would yeah. think. Right. And so I threw him a number, you know, and, and he was like, yeah, no, we can't really do that. So. I was like, well, that's what I got. And like two days later, he's like, listen, because it's you and you, you're a passionate guy and you want to do this, we'll give it to you for this. And that was a lot higher than I was like, it was scary as shit, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, I, this, is, this is not like buying a car because I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is on the other side <laughs> if I buy it, right? At least with a car, like... There's some kind of tangible... You put your hands on it, right? Yeah, it, right? Like... Okay, let's do it. And I was like, hey, hey, Ashley, um, I want to buy this business. Uh, you cool with that? And she's like, what? This is your wife? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And she um, she wasn't her. just like thinking you're insane? She most days thinks that. Yeah. Um, so she's used to it by now. So <laughs> I think she understood that like I had a, I'm a very passionate person. I have a lot of drive, a mm-hmm. lot of ambition. Sometimes it's very unrealistic. <laughs> And she gets that. And maybe that's what she likes about me. Maybe that's what drives her nuts. Maybe a bit of both. It's probably both. Right? A little bit of column A, a little yeah. bit of column B. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but she supported it from the beginning. And God bless her because without her love and support, I, I couldn't have done it. Because I'm constantly second-guessing my decisions. And I'm always like, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And she's like, yeah, it's good. Or no, that's, that's lame. You should not do that. <laughs> Not so with this. So long story short, we bought this in 2021. And at the time, we didn't really know what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Did we want to bring a magazine back? It wasn't on the forefront of our thinking. It was just like, let's get the rights and then figure that out, right? Let's get at least the website. Let's convert it to a new CMS so it's at least updated. This old dilapidated, like, I think it was a Drupal do you guys know anything? This and is boring I, wow. shit for all the no. people out there. <laughs> Drupal crossing. 7 uh, CMS, uh, it, was, it was old and clunky, and it just kept stalling, and it was bad. So we updated that. The social sites still had, like, a, a good audience that was still engaged, if you can believe it. You know what's interesting? Like, a lot of people didn't even know the hot bike went anywhere, you know? 
And that was what was fascinating really? to me. Yeah. Industry people knew because I think some press releases were put out, but like yeah. just like, you know. You think generally, general like public, the general public didn't really know. They didn't miss it. They didn't. I mean, the or they subs- just didn't. The it subscribers was still a, obviously knew, you uh-huh. know, that they weren't getting a magazine anymore. And they right. all of a sudden started getting, you know, motorcyclists and then Cycle World and then nothing. This is all pre me buying this. Um, but then all of a sudden, like, you know, it was gone. But generally speaking, like anybody who's just kind of on the outside looking in, they, they might not have even known. That's so, a position of power where you're in, you know, being able to, uh, to acquire that IP for a more manageable number than they offered at first and still having your actual audience, the people that count, yeah, very much engaged and paying attention and waiting for what's coming next. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people were behind it, but, you know, I, it's interesting in, in how, like, the social algorithms work and all that, and, like, you think you could just fire it back up and, and start churning out content, and it's just, like, it's just going to crush, but it didn't, you know? And it took a little while to get back to where it needed to be and where it is today but like it didn't just turn back on and it was like all good you Mm -hmm. know so it's taken some time but you know like i said backing up a little bit you know what was the vision were we going to bring a magazine back it never was off the table it was kind of like we don't know let's find out let's see and then after like a year of doing like hotbike.com and just putting out content on the website and through the social sites, you know, it just felt like it was missing something, right? It was missing this. The end game. And I think, too, it's like, look, social media is great. It's also, it's like a blessing and a curse, right? Because it can almost be a vice, right? Like, it can almost control how you spend your time. Hell if yes. you let it, right? And it can almost, like, be... Like, oh, I got to gotta get away from that, right? I think in the beginning it was, like, entertaining and it was, like, a cool new medium to, to share stories. And, oh, look at this picture. And, oh, did you see what so-and-so shared? And, you know, look at And then videos started becoming a bigger thing on Instagram and, and whatnot. And it was like, oh, yeah, look at this. And it was just, like, everybody competing to, like, be the same, you know, storyteller, content producer and whatnot. And it's like, it was, it just, it was cool but then it was gone it's like in your feet and gone and then there was just nothing to really like cement substantial things in time right there are some great video channels you know stuff that i'm like obsessed with (laughs) that like i'm like this is great right and those are those are one thing but i think you know certain social feeds and or social channels they can be good but they can also be bad right but anyway the long story short i wanted something more out of hot bike you know and i wanted it to return to kind of what it was known for was producing a magazine and i thought we'd try it right so we we raised the funds we brought some awesome partners on like sawiki speed in the very beginning that saw our vision and believed in it and you know, a lot of other brand partners and great, you know, subscribers and audience people that just were like longing for it again. And, and we're just like blessed to be able to do it. You know, it's really a passion project for us, you know, and it's for this community to kind of have 
that one place where they can kind of return to that is frozen in time. That is like, you know, something tangible and tactile. This is a motorcycle industry that we're, we're talking about, right? We're like, we ride motorcycles. We want to see things and we want to like feel that wind in our hair, right? <laughs> uh, All the good stuff. But yeah. like feeling that and like the pages and, you know, there's something physical about it, right? And it has to be, I think, still around. And at least that was my thinking. So that's what we did. And we're on, this is issue three we just published. It's on sale now. Actually, we just finished issue four. We're doing four a year, and uh, we just um, signed on to start doing four next year in 2024, um, which you can get those at hotbike.com. Boom. And soon <laughs> to be coming to retail stores to be announced. So I will definitely keep you posted on that. But um, we'll also be doing some events. We're going to be doing some other fun stuff in 2024. So... That's kind of where we're at, and it's all just been fun. It's been a hell of a lot of work, but it's been worth every second. You feel like the gears are turning now to where you can kind of maintain it and then also continue to grow it? Or you no, that's what I, that's what I wanted to know. Like, like, as far as the print side, yeah. you know, just the economics of the print side, do you think it's something that's, that can stay? Or is I it do. still too early to tell? No, I, mean, I, do, I, do, I do see the economics where it can stay. It has to be done a certain way, right? It has to be done... Because I can imagine that, you know, just getting this magazine here is not cheap. It depends. It depends. You know, there's a lot that goes into it, right? So the production and the printing and the ink and the paper, yeah, it's it's expensive. But yeah, but I mean, but also like everything that's in here. Yeah. All the the content, content, the photos. I mean, that I mean, that's somebody going out and taking pictures and writing a story and all that is, I mean, there's so much there. The organization part of it alone yeah. is intimidating. Like I can only, yeah, it is. I mean, I, I've been, a, I've been a very small cog in your wheel before. I've written a couple of articles like at the pastor hot bike and like yeah. you look through it and I'm going, okay, that required this much conversation with me. And my part is like very small. And you look at something else, you go, this is complicated. Well, and then I can just, ima- I can't, I can imagine like, you know, y- you get, these photos and these stories and these photos and you get enough and you get just pile and like, how do you now lay it out into a magazine yeah. that looks pretty? You yeah. know what I mean? Like his it, name's uh, Robert Martin and he's a, <laughs> a total stud. Uh, but you know what? It's, you do it for so long, you guys, yeah. and you understand like it's just become second nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yes, there's budgets to think about, but then that becomes like, it's just, it, it's really about, strategy and planning and execution and being efficient as as efficient as you can while still wanting to create a quality product, which I feel like we've done because I think the audience deserves that. And the other thing too is like, I don't know if you saw this yet, Tony, but like we do a pullout poster in every one of these issues. So if you see this, we hired like, in my opinion, one of the best in the business, Jason Cruz, because he's just got like such a cool, unique style. And I saw him, I was like, I want you to do a pullout poster in every issue. Are you interested? He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we've done that. And, and it's exciting to like get people stoked. Like, I'll tell you another thing too, photographers and writers, they all want to be part of this. Absolutely. They yeah. want to do this stuff and they'll, 
you know, contribute. Well, it's probably because that's magazines are probably one of the reasons they are in that field. Well, if you can't touch it, it ain't real. And that's one of the challenges to stay motivated for me, mm-hmm. to stay motivated to exist in the digital world so much. Yeah. You can't touch it. That's not, you know, you're never touching it. You're only touching the device that you're, mm-hmm. the, like, that's a conduit for mm-hmm. whatever content that there yeah. is. Yeah. This, you can touch, you can feel, it's real. you can smell it's the there. ink. Like, yeah. like I was saying earlier, like I just, like, just holding it. Yeah. It's got a ni- it's nice It's got weight. a nice feel. Like, I mean, it's like, I, it, it just feels different than when I, when I grab my phone. And I could look at the same photos here, but it just, it feels different. Yeah. And I can set this here, and I can walk back in in the morning, and it's still sitting right there. Yeah, you don't lose it, it in a feed, never to be found again. Yeah, I don't know how many it. times like, my fat fingers it, hit the damn phone, and it just goes back to the oh, top, yeah, and, and I can't find, find this one thing. And yeah, it's like, oh, but it's also a little bit like, over. you know, like this cover bike. Like, it's gonna, that's the cover bike for this ish, issue Yeah, for the rest of time. Yeah, yeah, If yeah, I yeah. saw this bike, I, I would just swipe, you know, just scroll up. And I would look at the next bike and the next bike and the next bike. But this one will live on that cover for the rest of time. And that bike deserves that kind of attention. Oh, I totally you know? agree. And that's, yeah. and that's what you, you give builders and creators a place to really present their life's work. Like You just nailed it. At, yeah. the, at the highest level, right? Like there's no yeah. tchotchke stuff in this magazine at this, all. This is for those creative people yes. to showcase their work, whether it be a photo or whether it be the actual you know, product or motorcycle or whatever that they created. This guy right here, Kyle Rice, one of the sweetest, most like humble dudes, but super talented, like fabricator guy, like just a a super talent. And I'm excited to watch his career grow. I saw his first bike like in 2018. I think there was an event in Daytona that that I first met him, and and like I could tell he was kind of like you could see he had a style to him, but he wasn't he didn't quite figure it out yet, right? And he just like figured it out, and it looks like it's cool. And his life was changed by that. He saw this and was just like floored. Super emotional, just like super excited. And that's what I get excited about. Seeing people's, seeing like the real raw emotion that can come from it. Yeah. Because it comes, I get it all the time. I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it. Every time I put an issue to bed, I think about like how much work it was and like, oh my God, like, oh, that was so much work, right? Like putting it together and then you're just like, God, I'm so stoked on how this one came out. And then you see it and you're like, God, I hate this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, probably but- the same way that Paige has been looking at her motorcycle. I mean, every time we walk up to it all, you know, the past two days, we're all like, man, this thing is beautiful. And she's like, oh, it's so full of flaws. <laughs> it's the same thing. He's like, whatever. Oh, this thing's gorgeous. Yeah. Got a little bit of that's what makes you good at it. things, right? That's what makes you good. Well, that ma- that's what yeah. makes you constantly have to analyze it. Yeah, that's what ma- is going to make Wanna every better. issue better than the next. And yeah. every one of her paint jobs better than the previous. Like, it, that's just how we all get the back. power of giving a fuck is huge. Oh yeah. 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 yeah um, people are like, you're crazy. You're like, no, I just know how to, I know what it should look like and I'm going to get there, you know? Yeah. Or with yeah. the next project, make it a little different. Yeah. Well, I'm super stoked that this is here. 
Thanks. I, I think I, it's I way too. cool. I mean, uh, uh, as a 90s kid, I mean, magazines were the thing. You know, that's how we got our content, right? Yep. There was no internet. There was no Instagram. It was, we got to go down to the magazine shop the first of every month and check out the new magazines. Like, so I, yeah, maybe they went away for a while, but, but I think that they have a place in yeah. the industry. I, I really believe that. They, they can absolutely coexist, and yeah. it just has to be presented and executed in a certain way. I understand that that's not a news source, right? To a, to a degree, right? Like, yeah. It, it's not like breaking news. This shit came out four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and you already saw it, like, breaking three news. months ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I get that. But, like, the storytelling and the feature element and, like, really capturing like the beauty and like the 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 grit and the like everything that went into either the bike or you know whatever right like that can be captured in here that can't be captured on social absolutely and a lot of these people that are your subscribers are not going to get a chance to ever physically see that motorcycle whichever one's on the cover right they're not going to get a chance to see it and if they do Typically, they're not going to be comfortable enough to ask someone about it. And that's, yeah. they'll, they'll be like, oh, that's rad. They don't even know what they're looking at half the time. And that's not a knock. Yeah. Um, it's only because they haven't been informed. Right. And so, like, allowing people to really understand to the nth degree what it takes to get here is, I mean, an informed customer is a really great one. I mean, the more in know that you can, like, explain to them, they'll understand the process whenever they hit up FXR division. And they're wanting to have this one thing. Well, they'll understand what it took to make that one thing that they want. And that elevates the experience altogether. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think even so much as, you know, as a consumer, you sit down and you you read the article about this cover bike. And and you you read some of the specs on it. Now it's, as a consumer, I want to go find that bike. I want to go hunt it down. I want to find it. Like, if it's going to be at this show... I wasn't going to go to that show, but I'm going to go to that show now because I want to see that bike. Yeah. Like it just, it just all feeds back into helping everything grow. You know what yeah. I mean? I think yeah. it's just, I think it has a place. I mean, and I love to hear that, you know, cause the economics things like when it, when it all boils down, if it doesn't make any money, if it's losing money, mm-hmm. eventually it's going to go away. Right. So to hear that, you know, the economics of it can work, and are working, that excites me because I want to see it stay. I really do want to see it stay. Mm-hmm. What do you want to see it do? <sighs> Good question. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Honestly, I just want to I want to be able to do I want to be able to put a quality product out. I want to be able to like have everybody still be feel like they're part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that that was my vision from the beginning and it still is and it will always be that it's this community platform for people to have a voice or get you know hipped to what's coming out or what's cool or what's happening or the you know the latest event or you know our take on certain things or you know uh, anything and everything industry related right because there just isn't things out there like that like there used to be right and that's what i want to be able to to be that kind of like 
like I said, a vessel to help carry on the legacy. And and if I can help do that, then I'm happy, right? Dope. And and that's really it. And and that's really kind of. I want this to be about you and you and and you and those stories. And if we can keep doing that for, because there's a lot of yous yeah. out there that are doing some really cool shit. And I just want this to be the place that people find out about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Cool. I like it. Where do, I, I'm curious. What do you, where do you see, you know, the, the world shifted, you know, five, seven years ago, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago with the internet, with social media, with Instagram, uh, TikTok, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Where do you see it in another 10 years? Like social media in uh, general? Just, just, or media and, and, and in just general. media in general. Yeah. Print, TV, uh, just all of it. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I do see, it's funny. I'll tell you, like, you have young kids, right? Yeah. My kids love getting mail like physical mail i have an 11 year old and a five-year-old when they get like a letter or a card or something it's like christmas dude and you see that like things are cyclical in the world not just this industry but every industry and and who knows like if social media will always be around if television will always be around maybe we'll be watching freaking um, AI, like Not real, it. real Holographic. life things like in front of us. I don't know, but I think it all can exist. It's just a matter of how does it coexist? Right. And, and if it makes sense and if there's still an audience for it, you know, um, I hate making this analogy, but people still buy albums, you know? You know, I went to Radio Shack the other day, <laughs> and they it. sell blank cassette tapes, dude. Still? Yes. Really? Man, I remember recording, like, the end-of-the-year radio <laughs> shows at, like, the year's top 100, and, like, recording it, commercial break starts, stopping it, recording it, it starts again, stopping it. I mean, that's yeah. how we got to make our mixed tapes. That's cool. Yeah. And, look, I'm not, like, a guy that's, like, collecting vinyl, and kudos to you, you guys that do that or whatever, but, you know, I'm not... I'm not basing the vision of this business, you know, off nostalgia. I'm basing it off like it's just another tool in our toolbox, right? Like we understand the power of video and the power of events and the power of social media and all of it. You just, you just got to be able to do it all. You have to like multitask. And I think that's one thing that that we've been doing for a long time. And it's something that I understand that you just have to do. It's part, it's the nature of the business, you know, and we'll adapt or die. Yeah. Right. Do you feel like that that was one of the reasons that hot bike struggled in the, in the latter years is that they were a print magazine and that's who they were and what they were. And they struggled to adapt to changing times. Not so much hot bike, but Publishing in Just general. Just publishing in general. Yeah, publishing in general. Absolutely. And and their customers. Their customers, there's this new flashy way that's, you know, trackable with analytics and you know exactly where your ad goes and how many impressions it serves and all this stuff. And yeah, there there is so some, you, I guess I'm just curious. Yeah. When you say customers, one 
publishers, customers? Yes. Are you talking advertisers, pe people who advertise in the books yeah. or the people buying the magazine? People that advertise okay. in the books back in like, you know, the heyday of print publishing mm -hmm. and advertising revenue for print publishers, right? Like pr a print schedule for a 12 time book back in the day was pretty expensive, but that was the only place you went. That's all. That was all it that was, was out the there. Source. Yeah. That was the source. That's how everybody. That's how. Us that's how 90s you learned kid, about things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where yeah. we were getting all of our influence. Yeah, yeah. And you see, like a lot of that kind of coming full circle because, you know, like we we've, we've kind of all talked about, you know, things are in your feed, but you're not seeing the rest of the shit that's in the world, right? No. You're only seeing what social media wants you to see. They own you, um, but. You know, people are kind of hip to that. And I think people are kind of just looking for, for options. And that's what we want to be able to provide. Um, but back to your point, like, um, print publishers back then relied on print advertising revenue. And business was good because that was the only source. And then the Internet came and, like, everybody's like, ooh, what's this? Spending our money there instead of here. Yeah, let's try this digital thing. And a lot of people were hesitant. Mm -hmm. And then, like, now it's, like, the only way people do spend their advertising dollars, you know? But now they're starting to realize, like, okay, it's, it's maybe not so channel-driven. And it's maybe not so channel-specific. It's maybe more so, like, who's plugged in and who's tapped into, like, you know, Nail, I don't know, nailing it or whatever, fi figuring it out or right. finding out the next like piece to the puzzle, mm -hmm. right? But um, I don't know. I personally think that the puzzle, whenever social media happened, internet happened, and the ad money and all that kind of stuff changed, I feel like it was seen as a replacement. It was instead of an Absolutely. augment. It should really be. Yeah. This is also a part of your big picture instead of, all right, that's gone. Let's go full face into this, even though it's brand new. And now, like, I mean, I think this is kind of a piece of evidence. Now people are like, okay, nothing about this is new. And yeah. now the new stuff, AI and shit, is fucking creepy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it just is. Uh, and so this is very real. This is human this is you know, tangible again. Like, I mean, it's, it's something that should be a part of the whole picture. And I hope to see more publications coming back to insert themselves in that whole new map that's yeah. been created with the internet. Like this definitely shouldn't be kicked away. It should be a part of the cog in the wheel. Yeah. And you know what? Like publishers, certain publishers realize that and they recognize that, you know, the two publishers that I'd worked for at the end, you know, they understood like, okay, we got to dive into this, this, and this, and this also, but you still got to do all of it. Right. So it's like, oh yeah, you're doing this and you're doing this and this and this and this. Yeah. Everything and comes then, with like, more hats. And then like staffs would get smaller and smaller and smaller. And the hats get taller and taller. Oh, yeah. and taller. <laughs> just stack them up. Yeah. 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 I'm wearing seven of them right now. <laughs> I'm, yeah. cu I'm curious and, and you don't got to be specific, but just at, you know, like financially or like the, the economics of a magazine, how much of the money, like for this issue, how much money do you make on ad spend compared to like people buying the magazine? 
like a, a like you say, is it a rating? fifty? Yeah, like is it a like like the money brought in to Hot Bike is fifty fifty split between like ad money and subscriptions, yeah, or or purchases or or whatever, mag you know actual magazines sold. Yeah, I mean it's definitely more profitable from an advertising revenue okay. perspective. Um, the subscriptions, you know, it's first of all it's the only method in which we've sold the magazine this this year and just remember we've just come back this year mm -hmm. and this is like we're in the, this is a marathon for us it's not a sprint we're not trying to like do a one and done type thing so we know like it's going to maybe take a little bit of time for us to get the subscribers back to where i think they can be um but it, it, we're not in a hurry we're going to take our time we're going to do it right and you have the luxury to do it that way? Yeah, because I, I have no overhead. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I mean, that's the I best way. Yeah, that's, that's the best way. I have, like, you know, it's... it's you don't have an office in Manhattan? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I live in a van down by the river, basically. Well, it's an easy way to get a, you know, to get it, get the ball rolling. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I understand, like, it's going to take sacrifice, and I've sacrificed a lot, like... I don't know if you've seen my Sprinter van out there. It's an old, dilapidated, <laughs> 205,000 miler, but it's got me where I need to go, and it does the job, right? Yeah. It's not about me, you know. Buying a new Sprinter? No. I mean, you ain't balling out there? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Got that magazine <laughs> money, y'all. We getting it. Oh, God, if you only knew. No, I think it's just <laughs> it's just fascinating to kind of hear, you know, a little bit of the behind the scenes on, like, what, you know, what it takes for this to get here. And I, I just think it's it's cool. I mean, not only is a magazine cool, but, I mean, the story of, you know, kind of the history of magazines, you know, is is kind of a cool story to hear. I yeah. mean, this will be something that we look back on in another 50 years. And, and you know, we might be in a time where it's like, yeah, remember that time where magazines, like, Remember when we used paper? Yeah. <laughs> and then they came back, and now they're huge again. Like, yeah. what, you know, what, we're going to look back in a couple decades, and this will be part of the story. I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And, you and know I, I hope that it's, like I said, I, I hope that it's kind of just the start of the next beginning of the magazine. You know what I mean? You, me, both. So <laughs> I bet, I'm sure so you before, and your sprinter. <laughs> before it couldn't then be I'll, considered grassroots at all, right? Because you had a publishing house behind you and all that kind right. of stuff. Would you consider this a grassroots publication now? Grassroots at heart, but right. not an execution. Rad. Can you elaborate? Yeah, like it's a family-owned business. Right. It's literally my wife and I and the cast of characters that – believe in what we're doing and the support from the industry, yourself included. And we're all on this like adventure and this journey together. And in that way, it's like, it's not a corporate type feel at all. It's, we're out here living the life. We're doing it daily, you know, and we love it. That's, that's where the economics, you know, it doesn't matter to me r right now, right? Like I'm still like in this growing and building phase and I'll do whatever it takes to get it to where I think it can go, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That's it. That's cool. I think it's, I mean, all the more reason to 
support it, buy it. Yeah. Yes, please support it. Yeah, yeah. feed his family, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm starving. Everybody, <laughs> I'm so you know, we we, pre- we preach, you know, shop local. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but that doesn't have to mean just your small town. No, yeah, I see. You what know saying. what I mean? Yeah, local can mean, you know, support small business. Yes, yeah, and shop small. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that just plays right into that. You're you're not shipping all this money to Austria to some parent company. No. Yeah, there's something to knowing where your money goes like that. Yeah. Like whether you're donating whatever you make to charity, whether you're purchasing something from a business, like knowing that whenever you purchase this magazine, it's going directly back into people that are in your community that yeah. lead with passion. I yeah. mean, that's a big deal. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I, that's you know, like to work with, it. you know, brands like, like Sawiki. There's a face to that brand. I know. Yeah. I know the people. I know them. Yep. I can I can you know ha- have Paige paint a helmet for me, and I know that that's helping her one year old eat. You know what I mean? And I would much rather support and spend my money that way than send it offshore somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and and that's another way we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Buy hot bike. Yes. Because it's going to help you get a new sprinter. <laughs> you hate my spinner no. that much? No, no, no. Dang. I got to see this thing. <laughs> so no, like, if it's getting you to where you need to go, it then does. it's doing its job, right? It better get me home. Put some planes on it. <laughs> hey, at least you don't got a flat tire right now. <laughs> yeah, that you know, tire. I got to go deal with that. A whole crowbar stuck yeah, in your yeah. tire right now. <laughs> For real. Fun day. But anyway, I, I'm just I'm stoked to to be on uh, with you. Yeah, and, and you know, I, think it's, with, I mean, you thank guys. you for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I mean, I think it's I mean, I think it's way cool. Like to buy hot bikes. Yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> I think it's cool that's too. Yeah, I'm like, I'm right? just a fan. It is cool. cool. I'm just a fan of this. Yeah, and, and that's and, the beauty in it. And that's why that's the like, beauty in it. I'm stoked to share that, you know, and I'm stoked that other people are still. You know, fans of it. Yeah. You know, and it turns out there's a lot of fans of it that still want to see it. And that's cool. It's way cool. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. Anyway. This whole day's been awesome. Yeah. yeah. So awesome getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had a late night. I don't even know what just happened morning. the last <laughs> hour. I blacked out. Spaghetti and wine. Lots of it. Lots. <laughs> there was more wine than spaghetti. <laughs> no, I didn't eat enough spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, funny. We got there and I was like, why do we need all these bottles of wine? They were gone pretty quick. I found out this morning how what that feels like. (laughs) Wine is not a not a good hangover. No, No, it's been a long time since I've gone through this, (laughs) and I'm like, this would help. And I'm like, no, this is making me sleepy. (laughs) Well, cool. Um, I really appreciate Jordan for sure coming up. Super stoked to see this. I would love to be. In one of these pages sometimes, so I'll just throw that out there. Got it. Are you a dealer for his magazine yet? No, but I can be. I guess oh. we should probably find a way so to we put can do that. Too. We can make that happen. Dump truck Talk work. to my business development manager, dump truck over here. You're right. It's only hats. Um, his hat just got taller, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. One more hat. <laughs> throw it to the top. It's a balancing. <laughs> um, thanks to Paige. Thank you. This has no, been so I mean, much fun. This has been I a blast. Uh, I'm super stoked to be finally working with you, even though yeah. we've been neighbors for our whole lives. Yeah, we should have made it happen a lot earlier. Um, 
but that's the beauty in all this. And uh, special thanks to Dump Truck for putting all this together. No, this you. is uh, your making. So thank you. I'm uh, forever indebted. I'll remind you often. <laughs> Damn it, I shouldn't have said it. I said it, on, I said it and it's on tape. It's on video. It's going to be on the internet. Yeah. So, I mean, Shit. that makes it real. I should have shut yeah. up before I, yeah. <laughs> it's been amazing, dude. I yeah. mean, like, all I ever want to do is bring people together for good reasons and good cause. And, I mean, we did it at dinner last night. Got to introduce some of my personal friends to y'all as well as you at your yeah. home. And there's no reason why it should be different because family is family, whether you're clocked in or not. Yeah. It's just up to you to create it, and that's what we're doing. Cool. Well, thank you, all of you guys. Thank you. So much. Thank it's you. It's been a blast. Go fuck yourself. I will. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. What, what about the audience? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take it as much as I thought it was. <laughs>